0: You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast with Beth Bubick, episode number eight. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Hi, everyone. Oh, 2023 is going to be the best year yet because of spiritual fasting, every year seems to be better than the last. And that is the thought that I'm committed to thinking. This is because I can actually feel God's transformation happening slowly within me and within my clients as well. It is a total gift and it is steady and slow and just oh so good. So my logo for the Catholic fasting coach is a blue butterfly with a cross embedded within one of the wings. And the butterfly signifies transformation in Christ and the cross means through suffering. So this is redemptive suffering and understanding this is the key to losing weight permanently. What I have discovered is that looking at suffering through a redemptive lens with a purpose and with meaning changes everything, even in weight loss. The way to real transformation in body and soul is to embrace the suffering you are currently experiencing, learn from it, and offer the discomfort to Jesus to help you and to help others. Just so you know, spiritual fasting doesn't introduce any more suffering into your life. It just uses what you already have. So for most of my clients and for myself, this suffering is in the struggle with food and weight loss. The only way to deal with it is to acknowledge it find out the roots of it, and then offer it to Jesus while you figure out how to eradicate it with him. He went through Calvary to get to the resurrection. In spiritual fasting, we delay and pray through the week to get to Sundays where we can actually feast in celebration of the Eucharist and the resurrection. So that delay and pray process during the week is going to entail suffering to get to that Sunday of resurrection, but no more suffering than you are experiencing now because you are finally going to figure out the roots of your overeating and overdrinking. And that's what we want to do. This is why the weight loss works in Delay and Pray, because we learn to develop lifelong thought habits of both body and soul to get us to the vision that we are longing for. God is in every moment, and that's why it works. But creating habits is gonna require some discomfort along the way to achieving your goals. Are you willing to do the work of setting those habits in place? Well, I can tell you, you can let God help you. So my scripture for this year is from Isaiah chapter 45, verses two, three. I will go before you and level the mountains. I will shatter the gates of bronze and snap the bars of iron. I will give you treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. I know that God has summoned me. I am finally, finally responding. What does St. Augustine say? But late have I loved you, Lord. My heart is restless until it rests in you. Well, this is where I am right now. I I am resting in him, but I have a long way to go. This year is going to be my best year yet. And I hope the same thing for you, too. I am fully following the Lord this year. I'm going to let him go before me, leveling the mountains, shattering the gates that hold me back from my dreams and the bars that I make for myself that close me off from him. He knows exactly where the treasures are, all those riches that I long for in secret places. I trust him. He is Lord, the God of Israel, who summons me by name, and I can rest in him. I trust him. So I love this particular verse from Isaiah, and I use it in my delay in price spiritual fasting program because it has so much significance, especially this year, actually more than ever, because through spiritual fasting, I have developed a level of trust that is making me stronger. I still fail, but I am able to get back up quicker and stronger because I learn from the failure and I turn it into a stepping stone over to success stepping out in faith, even when you fail becomes easier every year. I am learning that failing is part of the process that allows me to get to my goals faster as I am able to identify the obstacles that are tripping me up, take them to the Lord and let him shatter them and snap them into right in front of my eyes. Just like the butterfly, I had to learn this process of transformation. I had to get hungry. I had to get desperate in some ways to move around in my little cocoon until I could just burst out into full color. I had to start out like the caterpillar Buried in his own cocoon, but then blissfully bursting into new life as a beautiful creature with the ability to transcend the ordinary and take flight into the heavens. We have all seen the beautiful butterfly flying around. We can be just like that butterfly. We all have the ability to transform with the help of Christ. This is how we're going to have the best year yet. And it begins with fasting for life. If you follow me on social media, you may have seen that my blue butterfly loco has a tiny unborn baby nestled within one of the wings this month. Okay. So this was my husband's idea. I got to give him all the credit. It's so adorable and perfect for this very first month of 2023, where we are fasting for life in January. By the way, just wait for the other months of the year. We are working on five or six themes with the butterfly so that we can renew our fasting efforts all the way through the year. So kind of looks like this, fasting for life, fasting for Lent, fasting for fathers, fasting for freedom, fasting for Our Lady, and then fasting for Advent. You can see all the logos on my Instagram highlight buttons. They're so cute. My first graphic designer, Kara, she designed my logo. And then I must give my husband credit for the little additions to the butterfly logos that highlight each fasting period of the church year. So there is no limit to what you can fast and pray for. You can have your own very personal breakthroughs that are needed in your life and also be fasting for larger initiatives that are important to all of us Catholics and the mystical body of Christ. So this month, we kicked off the year with fasting for life. In years past, this included praying and fasting for the overturning of Roe v. Wade and other laws that allowed the legalization of abortion in all of its facets. But last year, a real milestone happened, as you know, as the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and pushed decisions down to the states. This is a step in the right direction and a win for the pro-life movement that is fighting for the right of all of the unborn to live. As we know, there are many miles to go to protect the lives of the unborn in every state, and children in general, and all women everywhere when it comes to this subject, but no matter what is happening, the good news is that we can pray and fast for resolution for this dilemma. Remember when the bishops called us to pray and fast last year for the Supreme Court justices as they deliberated the case of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, as well as just the correctness of its previous rulings in Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey? All of that we fasted and prayed for. Well, look what happened. We prayed, we fasted, and Roe v. Wade was overturned. This is a great start, but we need more Christians to unite across our nation in praying and fasting for all people and all laws to support and care for the most vulnerable of our society. We really do need to learn to fast. And it all begins with each one of us. The only way to change the world is to start with you. My mom used to say, sanctify yourself, sanctify the world. I know she didn't make that up. I know she got it from somewhere. Well, this takes a lot of effort, lots of work, lots of prayer, but it can be done. This is the trajectory to sainthood. Personally, I have been fasting in some form and praying for the sanctity of life for the unborn and babies for years and years. Surely some amazing saints prayed and fasted me into this arena, I'm sure, because I didn't do it on my own. I've prayed hundreds of rosaries outside of the local abortion clinic that was eventually shut down in my area. I've sat on the board of a charity that houses and cares deeply for women who are pregnant and have nowhere to go. I've prayed with those women and sometimes have thought that maybe they changed me more than I helped them. I've volunteered with my own children at pregnancy care centers and helpful organizations throughout their school years. At one time, I had a pro-life job in the Alumni Association of a prestigious Catholic university. I was also the pro-life club moderator for years at a Catholic high school where I taught geometry. During that time, I chaperoned hundreds of high school kids in Washington, DC, as we drove 12 hours on buses from Indiana to DC to march on the streets for the March for Life. Those are some of the best memories of my whole life right there. So I can honestly say that being pro-life is part of my identity. It's one of the things that I'm most proud of as I walk this earth and would stake my life on these principles in deep abiding love for everyone on this planet. But I am also able to love everyone on both sides of this very political and divisive issue because I myself was not always pro-life. I understand the other side if there is such a thing, and I pray and fast for everyone to come to the truth of the matter. As baptized Catholics, we are all the mystical body of Christ. We need each other's prayers. My pro-choice stance actually started in my college years, even though I came from a huge Catholic family. College is where I went off track. As I look back, being pro-life wasn't actually discussed in my family. It was just assumed that we understood. I had a very pro-life mom and dad. They were amazing, really good Devout Catholics. And listen, after all, I was the youngest child out of eight. I mean, I literally am the poster child of what it means to be pro life, right? But as I think about it now, it needed to be stated and definitely discussed, even in the 1970s and 80s, a time without cell phones and social media. I mean, those things weren't even there to persuade me. Well, you know, I'm dating myself here because do you remember a time without cell phones and computers? I mean, how did we make it through the day? I guess we did just fine, as I remember. But anyway, while attending secular high school and college, I found myself swept away by the culture of the feminist movement. It was a strong tide that twisted what I believed just enough to make sense to me. Women being oppressed, wages, glass ceilings, patriarchy, pregnancy as an option or not, the whole shebang. I was in the male-dominated field of engineering back then, and I bought it all and became lukewarm about, well, basically everything meaningful for a few years. And I can tell you, I was lost from a virtue standpoint without any community support. It is even worse today for our own high school and college youth if they're not committed to strong Catholic families or pro-life groups. All youth, both high school and college, need our prayers and fasting. They are in deep need of the truth. Luckily, I found my Catholic husband in college. We even attended Saturday evening mass, dinner, and a movie on our first date. So, okay, I wasn't that lost, just a super confused 20-year-old, and we ended up marrying shortly after college. And then we started having our own kids and delving into the teaching of the Catholic Church and taking courses on the theology of the body. Well, I don't have to tell you that this changed my life immensely. I became pro-life you know, what seemed almost overnight. Yeah, that's when it hit me. We are both body and soul. That's what I learned. I started learning all about how my body is intrinsically linked with my soul, about how it cannot be separated until earthly death. I learned that every conception has a soul. I was so taken aback by all of this information that I couldn't stop reading everything I could find about the subject. I don't know why I had those lukewarm years, but it explains how easily my thoughts were twisted into lies that I believed for a while. I was really concentrating just on the body and the convenience of comfort. I had no idea that we are body soul composite. I might've learned it intellectually at some point, but somehow it just didn't stick with me. I didn't understand really in my heart. So therefore I could be easily swayed in one way or another. So this is the key to spiritual fasting that most people don't consider. It's a body and soul endeavor. Most Catholics have no idea what the body-soul composite even is. They don't understand that your thoughts, if not well-formed, can take you places that are not good for your eternal life. Most Catholics do not understand the Catholic anthropology of the mind that we all possess a passive, and a possible intellect. This missing information is key to being able to spiritually fast. Your thoughts often rule the show. So what are you thinking and why are you thinking such thoughts? That is something to be explored. If you want to change the trajectory of the pro-life movement for the good of all, then learn to fast for it. This is the answer. Yeah, we can all get out there and do the work so necessary. And listen, I've done it, but we must also take up the fasting. This is a bit of self-denial and it's not comfortable, but it is the way to cast the demons out that only can be cast out by prayer and fasting. Let's cast them out by prayer and fasting now. How? By learning to delay sugar, flour, and alcohol while praying the rosary. This can be done. It's time to help people stop concentrating only on the body and forgetting about their soul. They are together. One affects the other. The Catechism says in paragraph 364, the human body shares in the dignity of the image of God. It is a human body precisely because it is animated by a spiritual soul, and it is the whole human person that is intended to become in the body of Christ, a temple of the spirit. So what does it mean to be a body soul composite? Obviously we possess physical bodies with many fantastic moving parts and complicated systems and inevitable decay at our earthly death. But at the same time, isn't it amazing that we also possess an animating spiritual principle, which gives us life, rationality, and immortality infused with us right around the time of conception These two parts of our being are integrated and united as our whole being throughout our lives. Interesting that people often don't recognize the integration in the most important issues, but also in other issues as well. For instance, when considering weight loss, most of us are so swept away with the diet mentality of the culture that we don't even consider that the answer is actually in the church with spiritual fasting and the body soul composite. Being pro-life, in my humble opinion, is simply being pro-God in every way, and really, really pro-children and pro-woman in every way. Cultural norms are strong, especially with social media and the lies that are pervasive throughout all kinds of media today. But the culture is not stronger than God in the end, and not stronger than people praying and fasting. We must pray and fast for each other." Someone was praying and fasting for me during my college years. Thank God. What is certain is this. The same truth and awe that we experienced as kids is always alive and well on this earth, available to us every moment through grace. No matter what we have done or thought in the past, God will forgive us. He is hidden in the Eucharist. He waits for us in the confessional. He has buckets of grace to pour into us if we just come back to him. He longs to give us back our wonder, just like when we were kids. God is literally written on our hearts as we are conceived with a natural inclination towards the good. Whether we believe it or not, we were created by God. At the moment of conception, he breathed a soul into our tiny little forms, and that says everything, no matter what social media tries to tell us. We are of divine breath. The battle of life is to figure out the holiness of it all, to take back the wonder and awe, to forgive, to love, to do better, to consider a future without the choice of abortion, to spiritually fast for the unborn, all mothers of the unborn, and all people who believe that this should be a choice at all. They need us. I needed someone back in the 1980s. Now I return the favor and fast and pray for life, especially this month. This is the battle for our souls. It begins in our minds, starting with our thoughts. There is real evil. There are real demons that want to steal us from God. This is the battle. If you are a baptized Catholic, you have immense power from the supernatural grace of the sacrament of baptism. Grace builds on nature and helps you fight. Prayer and fasting gain grace for you and others. No one is ever lost in this life, not with God not with people praying and fasting together. I know it isn't easy, but nothing worth doing is ever easy. It's just doable. Father Alfred Delp, in his book, Advent of the Heart, says this, Christ can only be met under the weight of the cross. God enters into history through us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Only through the contemplation of this mystery of incarnation, Christ, coming as a tiny infant, Can we become fully alive, looking for him in every detail of life? Adversity becomes just another opportunity to find him. We must look for him in the adversity of our lives. Always seeking release of tension is a deadly wound from which man is bleeding, numbing our way out of the arduous and tedious maze of finding God within. We can stop numbing ourselves. We can start seeking the Christ child within. It takes motivation, consistency, time, and a plan, all based on the reception of the sacraments in community. Spiritual fasting is possible. Let this be the best year yet. Let God help you. Let this be the year that you change the world and change your own life. Lose that weight. Pray your kids back to Mass get healthy, stop overeating and overdrinking, all while fasting for life this month too. Together, we can change the world for the better. May God bless you and keep you. Until next time, take care. Hey, if you're interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray. It's a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. And you won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. There's two options to choose as well private coaching with me or join the group coaching program to join an amazing group of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you to lose that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Both options include the same amazing online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. So head over to my website right now thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well to always get the latest daily information to keep you fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.